0: What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Ricker and Bond, the best one yet. A lot of stocks. Does Apple lose their advantage right now? Johnny Depp, what's going on at him? Stick to the end. We have a really cool interview with the CEO of VCR Group, making a freaking private dining club with NFTs mixed in. Going to want to tune into that to see what the future of the freaking world is about. And about. About and about. Tune in. Stay in. And strapped. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. You
1: oh, don't want no one. You know that new sound you're looking for. If you want to keep going,
0: I will keep going tonight. What's up? Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? This can't be the fucking part- Clippers. Don't, don't, want, don't. <inaudible> 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 make me well, sick. This shit. Well, listen to this. Politics are a lot like that, like that. They change frequently for the same reason. Yo, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to listen to Rick and Bob. Good, we find it now. Came out the gutter, they never got of good. Got two in the middle of my hood. Making my money out of the accessories, whatever I'm good. I let go. They bite in my chain. Championship, championship, just gon' empty. Big break, and they take a second piece. This is the the of broke. Get this money like it's my religion. It could be a mad they are sad day. Vanity. They try to compare whatever I did. Them they touch the
1: hundred, they just have the gig. They came out the jungle, they kidnapped a kid. A trap out a bundle, spend ten on a
2: crib. Look at the ocean, it's spot dirty in. Pity where the city I'm in. I keep me no fully, no matter
0: what. I like that one a lot, dude. Classic future. I like that one a lot. Easily his best album in years.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say so.
0: Give me one second.
2: Give it a
0: yeah. I listened like a couple of songs, but I was pleasantly surprised to seeing a, a, a future cover with him having a sleeping eye mask on, what seems to be inside of a car. I I'm more inclined to listen to an album if the album art is good it it usually tells you like whenever you make a piece of music it 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 kind of just naturally like it makes itself as a piece, and usually if there's a nice cover art or like nice titles and stuff, it usually presents itself you get some bullshit like.
2: What's a good example. Like Drake's card emojis? No, I think that was a good one. Hey, I was it a good was, album? Yes, I think that was one of Drake's best albums as well. I'll
0: take your word for it.
2: I think that was a good one because it was like abstract. So we're going to look at that in 2035 and be like, damn, that was a time period. We so used all those form? emojis.
0: <laughs> when emojis Before emojis went extinct, Apple plummeted to the zero. Oh, I'm sure Tim emojis Cook's, will be around, but they'll definitely be different. Tim Cook. Killed himself on air, on CNBC. Oh, we better not. I sure hope not. Rick and Bond, what an episode in store for you. What's going to be on it? Your guess is just as good as ours right now. No one fucking knows what's happening. <laughs> I have um. one tab up, and it's about Dairy Queen. to Brooks running, which apparently is probably all in Berkshire. Berkshire just owns Dairy Queen. We were talking about these old these two old cats these two old oracles of stocks just getting gains in any era ever expect like just outperforming when growth is outperforming like get wrecked nerds we've known <laughs> coke and railroads We're richer than you you and they're just eating seized oh, shit, candy shit. stuck in their mouth and coca-cola just rotten teeth I actually haven't seen their teeth close up, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't look good. Is it live right now? Do you want to go live? Let's see how they look. For those who don't know, <laughs> this the first line is uh, nicknamed Woodstock for capitalists. Classic Woodstock, capital capital Woodstock.
1: First These old fast.
0: old buffoons. Charlie Munger has eyeglasses that look make him look like a just a big old eyes glasses as thick as nickels <laughs> just su- <laughs> made of nickel <laughs> holy shit there's a thing happening where like nickel was like a nickel was uh, the the metal of a nickel was worth more than a nickel itself i think there was actually a story where some investor like invested he was e- either it did invest or was like imagining about investing in it might have been illegal but if he like bought like a bunch of nickels, it would have like gave him more profit over time than like anything else. What if they
2: made like a horrible decision that like wiped out like
0: 80% of their wealth For and sure. they died? <laughs> I think they have probably a little levers in place. They, they have some discipline, bro. You got to be down with your system to be this old and still... Doing railroads and but you know what's funny is like these these old these old these old these old boo-boos, you know, these old boobs. Super old love railroads and stuff and like the biggest owner in Apple tells you how good Apple is. Yeah. Apple
2: has the iPhone peaked? Uh <laughs> what do you do when everybody already has an iPhone? Why do you say that? The earnings came out recently. Because the iPhone is like the same as it's been. I mean, incremental improvements here and there. But like, where's the folding iPhone? Where's the where's the glasses, bruh? Where's the...
0: Do you really think a folding iPhone would behoove the Apple yes. brand? Yes, I do. You think so? I do. I think people would lose their minds over a folding iPhone. You don't think think in the future at all, it would uh, diminish anything at all? Diminish, like what, the experience? Well, I mean, the aesthetic of Apple is very, we do not too many products, and we make it sleek. It's very toned down. The fat is cut. They're definitely
2: working on a folding iPhone, for sure. Are they? Because I've been reading that every year for
0: the past decade. <laughs> so, they, so they've been working on it since like 2006. No, since 2012. So Which I'm trying to like I'm
2: trying to like imagine how they're trying to make it sleek because they 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 got to get all the tech right. They got to like hide the hinges, make the screen not suck ass, but the utility of a, a smaller of a folding
0: iPhone could be cool. Like you, just you really your- think uh, it's funny that you said though but like when have you ever said before like oh the apple who would buy another iphone because before in the past and i've heard that sentiment kind of recently i've never been i've never heard people say like oh, i mean i have but it's never been like i feel like it's a little more prominent people are saying it's just the same iphone what do you do when everyone has an iphone everyone's been buying iphone since forever I yeah. Because eventually, you know, that that might that bell curve drops. But yeah, but here's the thing. Why do you, you say that now rather than before?
2: Well, because the only the only increments they're making, the only incremental improvements they're making to the phone, and this is just me noticing it. The average Joe won't give a fuck. Is the camera and the screen? That's not true.
0: People really people really notice <sighs> that the camera's good.
2: Really. I don't think people buy new iPhones for the camera. I think they buy new iPhones cuz their old phone is slow. And then they just notice, "Oh, this camera's pretty good." Yeah. But like like I bought this phone not for the camera at all. Like I didn't give a shit about the camera. I was just excited that the screen was 120 frames per second finally. Like and then you like show that to someone like my sister, she won't even notice. Yeah. You know? I don't buy an iPhone to so mine's broken but when you buy a new iphone you're just like damn this bitch is pretty fast huh yeah this bitch is pretty smooth so like if they like were to make a hardware change the last one was kind of the last two were kind of a hardware change but it wasn't super noticeable then i think it would be welcome especially if it introduces new features like when your phone is closed you just see your notifications or something and then you
0: open it and then you see all your media (laughs) It's a, it's a remix of the past, very much so. Yeah. I remember, I have, I have a pretty vivid memory of being in someone's backyard, and either someone else had a phone or I had a phone, and there was just one glass screen, and there was a rolling scroller, and I was like, oh, this is dope. That's a Samsung. <laughs> Samsung?
2: Not sure. Or some, like, Japanese phone company. that just try is stuff. Samsung?
0: Who owns Apple? State or government? 0.04%. What is the 0.04% that owns Apple of the go state or yeah. government? 0.04%. It the
2: percent of taxes they pay.
0: Perhaps
2: you like some kind of real estate stuff or like That's interesting. Maybe, maybe they have like a
0: like their own embassy. <laughs> they just they have a uh, a little uh, Apple Island. You can go. Maybe they have to, a contract or something.
2: Maybe there's like a little portion inside Apple headquarters where you can like get your
0: passport. <laughs> but it's technically government, dude. Own. If someone said that, like it was the Vatican or something, I wouldn't be surprised if they had their own, their own sovereign state. In like, well, uh, what's their what's their city? Cupertino. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. Their own government. You know
2: who has that or had that? Uh, kind of Disney World. Oh yeah. They were like, I guess they were technically self-governed in Orlando. Like they had their own fucking government. But then Florida just took it away
0: because uh, Disney's like. they like, had a, like a, a signed charter or something. I guess so. It's been that or way since like, like the 50s or 60s. An ecosystem inside of that land. Yeah, and it lets them do shit that they wouldn't be able to do like normally. I could see that with some kind of big institutions, like real estate stuff. But
2: Florida just took it away because um,
0: Disney's pushing back on the park. Don't say gay bill or something. They got to figure out their parks, man. Individual insiders: point zero six of Apple. Public companies: five point four. The general public: forty-one point one percent, and institutions: fifty-three point three percent ownership of Apple. I think that's eight billion shares I have eight billion mm-hmm. shares of Apple. Eat. Imagine you're I am at, the
2: institution. Imagine you're working at Netflix and there's a percentage of people that get paid all in stock and you just lose half your money in like the last week.
0: more than half. Netflix, man. what, what, a, what a way like the, they'll be back. Young kids, but like not a young kid, but like you know Fang. Those are the things. Those are cool and those are nice and those should be solid. And I, yes, everything is pooping down, but like cheesy. Like Microsoft and Apple, not that big of a drawdown. Netflix. Well, it's because Netflix was expected to get like a million more users,
2: but they lost <laughs> 200,000. But also, <laughs> in the last six months, they have nine times the competitors than they've ever had. Well, also, people aren't realizing that they. Totally cut off like service to Russia, which was like 800,000 accounts by itself. And also, they're like, yo, we don't want you to share
0: accounts anymore. So, there's that. Well, if there's ever time to make changes, it's when everything is going down, down, down. eh? I mean, yeah, all the changes they're making so they
2: can make more money in the future. So, No better time than now. No better time than now. I guess I'll buy some more. Not financial advice. I'm good off Netflix.
0: But Netflix will be around because all their competitors are just like. I'm good off Netflix. Too many good. Too, they don't. They don't have a too many competition. Too much competition. Mm-hmm, okay.
2: They're still <laughs> like. They're still like. They're fucking. I'm. My thing is like Apple, Amazon, fucking Paramount or whatever else there is. They're still not making like Stranger Things shows that of like these cult followings like years after they started. You know.
0: They're not, they're not doing that often. It's a lot of competition and not enough differentiation. Unless they, buy, they, they bought some gaming companies, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That's good for them. Get bought up by Microsoft real quick. Oh, they would not be bought by Microsoft.
2: That'd be so expensive. How much would that be? Not that much right now. <laughs> Let me see. Let's see Netflix market cap. Netflix market cap is right now, uh, eighty-four billion.
0: So what was Twitter? Twitter market cap. No, did what what, must buy it for? Uh, I think forty-five bill. What was your take on that? We haven't talked about
2: it. I don't mind it. I actually think it's fine. I well, think why, people why just you think it? you did it. Uh, I, I do think it was. I do think it was a free speech issue.
0: I think it's a a little bit of a maneuvering politically for him. Could be, but
2: like out of all the out of all the billionaires,
0: like I don't care Elon,
2: what he don't Elon Musk seems like. He cares the least about politics. Uh he seems like he's not like he's not like. You got to care about politics if you're a big company in the U.S. Yeah, but he's not like, he doesn't seem like he would go out of his way to have a hidden agenda like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos. Uh, he seems a little more like trolley. I think, I think, I think it was like, hey, I have this. I think
0: at the beginning he was like, I'm I'm, I'm going to just file this 10K or whatever it's called. And then like, no one was like, hey, don't. Or they were a little pushback and I'm like, I'll push back. And then no one else was buying it. And they're like, okay, freaking I'll buy it, dude. I think he's. But like, I mean, the same I'd thing think. with like Wapo and, and Bezos. Like, it gives you a little something. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But even even
2: even Jeff Bezos, it's like I have like literally no say in what they publish. They hit put hit pieces in the Washington Post about me all the time. I don't care. It's like it's probably good freedom for of the, the press. I think of it. You know, um, I don't. I, I think everybody that's vocal about being anti-elon is doing so on twitter which is
0: kind of ironic it's the the current headlines current headlines it was a freaking crazy move um people were kind of saying like it's like the new buying of like a sports team basically it's like yeah it's way less profitable well i mean sports teams aren't super profitable off top You gotta (laughs) wait a couple decades unless you are a great sports team but twitter Twitter, like, Twitter could was be, Twitter like, making something. significant money before this? I don't think so. No, they, they've been at least stock-wise, it's been poop for a
2: long time. Yeah, so I think like maybe he just wanted to like have control of the biggest
0: platform in the world, which which apparently doesn't have hella users. I don't know the numbers, but I've heard. Yeah, it's plateaued. That it's like it's the biggest online voice but like not that many users is everything platform facebook actually facebook, Facebook's plateaued. it didn't it, it still had growing numbers what had happened was a uh, one branch was, uh, i forget what it was twitter nine million daily users something vr-ish and lost a lot of money and Zuckerberg was like yeah dude you're gonna lose money facebook number of users
2: a they're probably all 2.9 billy
0: i feel like that's fudgy
2: yeah some of it could be fake but is that facebook and instagram and whatsapp or just facebook
0: if it's if, i feel like right now searching facebook would give you just the facebook website why chick-fil-a employees never say you're welcome because it's a long do, piece. i the leg. I like that though. They they probably
2: say what? Well, my pleasure. I like it when employees don't have the freedom of choice <laughs>
0: to say to greet me how they please. Um, what else is going on, man? In your life or not? Uh,
2: Twitter. I went to Coachella. <laughs> oh yeah. I scooped a ticket, got a Did- discount just to see my boy Abel. Great show. Yeah, I'm a little biased, but great show. Phenomenal show. Oh. He came ready to work. It's like everybody else was like out of breath, fucking, "Ugh, I got to do another performance." Abel came ready to fucking shoot buckets. It was like watching <laughs> Kobe Bryant play. That's like amazing. His voice was warmed up. It was like <laughs> it was like he was singing in the studio. Like it was so <laughs> just crisp. Like no fuck-ups at all. He was happy. He was fucking I was like, bro, this guy loves what he does. And then you watch fucking Doja Cat. He's like, ugh, this again.
0: Remember Georgia Smith was like sick at Vlogma? Was she? She was drinking tea. God How uh, was a,
2: that? How was that? A woman on stage. It must suck to perform when you're sick, but you know, you got to get that back. It's just a quick hour or so. Abel made $40, i am sorry, $8 million that weekend, those two weekends. Um, for replacing Kanyezy on stage. Right. So I can only assume that Harry Styles and Billie Eilish made the same amount of money for performing the other night's
0: headlining. I wonder what those uh, negotiations are like. Probably cutthroat. You think so? Yeah, apparently. I think it
2: was... Did we talk about this? I think Kanye dropped out a couple years ago and Ariana Grande replaced him. <laughs> and... Kanye was gonna make four million, mm. and they weren't gonna pay Ariana Grande that much. And she was like, "Why are you not paying me as much as Kanye? It's so, because mm. I'm a woman."
0: <laughs> I'll say and,
2: it. <laughs> and they're like, "Actually, you know what? You're right. You guys have like the same numbers." So yeah, either, I either way, like I, I would, they're comparable. Artists. yeah, and also, so I Beyonce made like, Ariana might have a, a little edge. Beyonce made four million, but. She made less because she kept the rights to the show, oh, like the cool. film rights, and sold it to Netflix for twenty million.
0: Yeah, I'd do that. Easy. Was yeah. that the uh, the band one? Yeah, that's smart. So, yeah, <laughs> and Netflix was, was like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, we'll give you whatever." <laughs> <laughs> Name a number. We're not it's, Coachella.
2: That was yeah. That was a uh, to this day. People are still like that. Was like you can't top that performance. I didn't watch that whole thing, but you know. Admirable, I suppose. I was there, but I was fifty miles from the stage, so I couldn't see her. (laughs) Uh, Any other Coachella top of mind? Uh, Let me see. Who was good? Givion was good. R and B singer. Don't know if you know him. Not really. Baby Keem was very good. Yeah. Yeah. What what kind of performance? It was very effects driven. He wasn't very active. Videos. It was like strobe lights and shit he brought out Kendrick the second weekend oh man I think your um, video's
0: off I don't know how long it's been off I haven't had zoom on <laughs> oh shit hello um I had not had zoom on like that whole 30 minutes I'm assuming it was off that whole it, it was probably off for a couple six, minutes six
2: Megan the Stallion was good had some technical issues. I oh, don't know. Doja Cat was good. had some technical issues. I oh, don't know. Lil Baby's performance was way bigger than him. There's no reason why Lil Baby needs fucking Justin Bieber level dancers and oh, really?
0: fireworks and a, a fucking Broadway set. I think it's a, a little overcompensation. Maybe it's like Lil Baby. Maybe we're trying to, maybe we're fading away a little bit. Lil Baby.
2: Well he. Like, he had Baby, or a, or Lil Baby Lil
0: Baby? Little Baby.
2: Oh, I like Lil Baby. Never mind. He had a, uh, a, he had like the second best slot right before the headliner. Okay. So it was like dark. Everybody was waiting for
0: whoever was next. But then I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd be, I'd be down with that. I don't know. Hell, a little baby discography, but I like, I like his stuff. Megan Thee Stallion
2: and Billy Eilish should have switched places in my opinion. Cause Megan was lit and Billy
0: was not. Um, I actually saw a couple. Was it inside of a dome? No, well, some tints were.
2: be Keem was. Mm. Brock Hampton I'm, I'm had their last show. They hate each other for sure. You could tell. Who? Brock Hampton.
0: Oh yeah, I was watching them, them and be too. like, dude, these guys are tired of this. So I saw a clip of them. Eilish, oh, oh, I think Corday. I saw I think Corday. Corday. He was fine.
2: Not a huge Corday fan. Who else did I see? Snow Allegro was good.
0: Technical issues. Let me, let me get some visuals of this baby came. Oh, Family Ties at Coachella. Oof. Who else new, was good? New Kendrick album coming. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks you for me. that. Last album. I mean, according to him, probably, but
2: you know, rappers always say that and then they realize they're bored. Rihanna.
0: Rihanna, um, about to pop out a baby. Oh, yeah. Isn't freaking, uh, what's his face in jail? I think he got out on bail. Was it just like a night or a stint?
2: Yeah, I guess he was like, I guess he shot someone or something. Oh, really? But yeah, he got out on like 500K bail. jesus (laughs) jesus <laughs> i mean it's nothing for him uh, let's see uh it's, his fucking billionaire his girlfriend probably covered it for him what's legit what's his name asap rocky you okay, ask who asap rocky's him? name was
0: <laughs> I, I, I was thinking travis scott Tra- whoa racist similar f- more rich girlfriends <laughs> with a new kid <laughs> true uh right, <laughs> you see a black guy with braids oh travis scott <laughs> Uh, ASAP Rocky guns not used in shooting which was caught on video Rihanna and ASAP have rave themed baby shower let me know about the guns you know he's tired of hitting (laughs) Matt I would be and they do look similar I would Uh, be ASAP Rocky got good news and bad news this is TMZ so I'm in my TMZ voice LAPD sources tell TMZ the guns they found at the rapper's home did not match the gun used in the shooting. Dang, they just freaking pop in his home. I'm sure. I'm sure they had a warrant. You know, if you're wanted for a gun shooting, sure not they For the bad news, I'm sure they're gonna go through your house. Our LAPD <laughs> TMZ just got hella LAPD sources, or what? Dude, they have people on the inside everywhere. Our LAPD sources say they have video of the shooting in their position, presumably. From a surveillance camera, ASAP was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. Cops believe he shot a man in Hollywood last November during an argument grazing his hand. If the video is clear enough, it could be bad news for ASAP. The video could even be even more powerful evidence than the gun itself. This was yesterday, four twenty nine, twenty twenty two. Um, 2022 They found... Weapons, when they executed a search warrant on his house last week, but they determined on the spot they were not the weapon they were looking for. They just knew off top what kind of gun it was. In fact, we're told got, cops found shell casings at the crime scene, so they knew the type of caliber and none of the guns of ASAP's home were a match. That's quick thinking. Like, hey, this isn't that. Our Rocky sources say the rep- weapons... Aka person. Rocky's best friend, who also <laughs> <laughs> works for TMZ on the on the low. Iraqi uh, sources say the weapons found were all fully registered and legally purchased. We're told cops ran the serial number on the guns, and they're all legally acquired. Turns out Iraqi sources were correct. Poli- <laughs> How do you get Rocky sources? This is, this is Rocky sources. This is what TMZ does, you know. Police didn't take the guns to the station; they left them at Rocky's house. The DA has not decided whether to charge Rocky. So it's not even. I guess. I mean, he was in jail. I said, didn't he? Yeah, he was in jail for a night. I think. Chill, 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 chill. Mans was just out about. He's probably caught on camera. Yeah, I guess. Be. <laughs> else, that's a pretty flimsy search warrant if he wasn't.
2: Landed a plane, and then they they got him. Did actually? Yeah. They- Booked him at LAX. They're waiting.
0: Thank. Thank, dog.
2: Well, ASAP Rocky's name has been cleared, and he will be able to spend the rest of his life with his child. That's nice. I'm glad uh, killer is still at large. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's son was slain. shot, and the A person slain. that shot is still out living life.
0: Three humans slain, but at least Rihanna has her dad back, you know? Yeah. Lol. <laughs> well. Um, Johnny Depp, you watch that? Apparently,
2: everybody loves this case, dude. Johnny Depp, my boy, he's going through <laughs> it. He's a martyr.
0: Everybody loves it. Everybody he's a mar- I've,
2: been, I've been keeping up with the case a little bit, bro.
0: Fucking Amber Heard is a monster. Uh, I saw, I saw, yeah, uh, <laughs> one clip where he's he hops out the whip, what playing Bob Marley. And that was funny. Apparently
2: they're suing for some serious cash. I think he's suing for 50 mil. I don't think she's oh, yeah. counter suing for a hundred. He's, he's got that, yeah. He's got it, but why would you want to give your ex-wife 50 mil? I, I think dollars? at
0: this point. Especially when she's the one that's been fucking you over. Oh well, I think it's just kind of like public image at this point. It's like everybody knows, like, yeah. You uh, y'all see what's going on, yeah. And then Johnny Death's Johnny Depp again.
2: Well, I mean, apparently he's also, been losing roles boss, because think. of this whole thing.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Public image has probably been successfully put back on Johnny Depp's side. Well, only time will tell. Unless unless the court's like, yeah, uh, no, homie was beating her. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Gavel, so, gavel, gavel. And Disney's like, yeah, I mean, ugh, sorry, dude. <laughs> like, Judge, my
2: finger is literally chopped off because of her.
0: What was the chopped finger about? Didn't he chop it off?
2: I don't know. I think, I don't know. Probably I, chop off his own finger.
0: I don't know. Johnny Depp, dude. He does fun stuff. <laughs> he does. I, I don't he think does I fun do. stuff like that.
2: Hey, Hey, yeah. Hey judge. I chopped off my own finger, but she's the problem.
0: Oh, Hey, she, you know, if it was the, like the opposite, if there was like judge, I'm a woman. and I've been abused by this man for a while and draw uh, so much. So I cut off my own finger, mental distress, your honor could be that
2: okay well you know i would just be like well that's on you you (laughs) have to do that well you can't i mean that's like okay you gotta you gotta i mean that's like you being mean to me and then i go bash my head into a wall and then i'm like yo he made me give myself a concussion
0: if there's like sufficient abuse usually you probably see it male abuse unto a female you could see some crazy
2: stuff happening well wait what really fucked her was she was caught on tape saying no one's going to believe you because you're a man.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was like the first thing that like popped out. That was a couple months, months, maybe like a year ago or so. Yeah. So like once I heard that, I was like, all right, she's got the weird, crazy
2: lady voice. She had a weird, crazy lady eyes. Dude, even in her movie, she looks crazy. What is she? What is she? What's her movie? I don't even know who she is. She used to be in. Okay. So she was in Aquaman. That's like, oh. I guess, <laughs> but no, she used to be in a fucking other movie. It was like a, I forgot what it's called. It was like a an indie film. There's a lot of sex scenes in it. That's probably how I know Sick, about it. Dude. Um, but yeah, in that I movie, know. she was kind of like batshit crazy too.
0: Well, but, so it was, uh, who's that guy that abused boys? Famous actor? Oh. Um, Spacey. Spacey. You know, usually art imitates life, you know. I mean, but also Johnny Depp
2: low-key acts crazy in his movies but in normal in life he's not that way oh he's, he's eccentric what, what it's movies is he crazy it's also acting um jack's uh, pirates of the caribbean that's like eccentric pirate charlie charlie and chocolate factory eccentric chocolate man <laughs> fucking uh um um what's that vegas movie uh yeah fear and loathing las vegas that i get that's like that's like his thing yeah, but like, like loony, but like, you, you see know? him, you see Not him like a fucking. You see, you see him on the street. He's probably petting a cat, smoking a cigarette, just going about his day, and then goes home and then just gets verbally and and physically abused by his wife. Well, which is interesting because right. he's like, he was like twenty years on her, just like kick her out of the house, get out of my mansion,
0: girl. You know, maybe he's a nice guy and she he's was too, nice at one point or something. He's too nice.
2: Him and Will Smith need some fucking help uh, maybe a little
0: bit of, of self-worth perhaps
2: tired of these women tearing down my kings T- tearing Fill down them these up. Hollywood yeah. icons them up. I was reading that um, you could be like super successful yes. <laughs> and like no, super successful and like everybody loves you but if you're with somebody that like just diminishes you all the time yeah. you just can't see your worth so hmm. they're probably in that loop
0: Especially somebody, it might be be attractive for like someone who's been super, just like above everybody, to have like a partner who's a little like down earth, and maybe that falls into a negative thing.
2: That's why I think that CEOs like to get dominated in bed. Yeah, it's like you kind of have to have like a sense of earth, but it's probably slippery slope. That's why I think, quote-unquote, girl bosses like to be with men that are, like, way more bossier than them. Way more stern. Mm -hmm. They've been bossing people around all day, and they're just like, I just want to get my shit fucked up.
0: I just want to be subservient to someone, Charles. You need a balancing act in life. Yeah. And if you have to control thousands of people's lives... You don't want you don't want your wife to be like that's a dumb idea dude <laughs> No I just want to go home and get pegged That's <laughs> All right you know different boats I'd like you know a little, just a little go home sarcasm to a warm dinner and, and a warm peg <laughs> I'm down just for a little sarcasm but you know, whatever <laughs> Yeah so uh there's that yeah um, um, that's it's funny how that has just ravaged public media just kind of fun because it's it's funny do you know it's funny but it's not because he's in pain sure but like courts like i think we might have talked about depp but like i watched i watched that like murder case it's really entertaining which murder case in tucson oh god and svu is dope everyone loves svu i just saw a clip on twitter of a guy
2: I don't know what he was sentenced for, but uh, as soon as he heard the sentencing, he ran out of the courtroom.
0: I hate Jumped that, off dude. a balcony and he oh didn't no,
2: even, he didn't even die. Oh, no.
0: I thought you were just gonna say like he started crying and I was like, oh that's sad. Nah, he fucking
2: jumped three stories down and lived. That's but, smart though. I mean, not really. Maybe fuck. He did a fucking flip, dude. Maybe land on your head so you fucking go out. But oh, well, like uh, just the idea
0: of like, all right, well. Three, but now you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life, and you're going to be, like, paralyzed. Oh, hopefully it's hopefully not paralyzed. Do you think I have to jump through a window? Probably not.
2: Do you think that when you're a criminal in the hospital, they treat you with, like, care, or they're like this fucking guy?
0: Well, in the show Dr. House, uh, they, they were treating them pretty nice, you know? So, like, if I
2: rob, like, a kindergarten, and I shoot myself in the foot the nurse there's is probably like, like oh, a percentage there's
0: like that one doctor who like likes caring for people and knows that like a percentage of people in in jail just like are dudes but then there's like that one guy you know shout out nurses man yeah they got
2: hard <laughs> they got hard they got hard jobs they do they do arguably harder than a doctor probably less like school for sure but you know doctors aren't like cleaning up shit yeah shout out you know shout out health workers you know shout out health workers bro i couldn't do that shit just bringing health to people i love it how people like you ever see people like when they were younger romanticize oh i'm gonna be a doctor i'm gonna make this much money that sounds awful that sounds like (laughs) 80 hour weeks
0: well people don't know that they just know that because like uh, I, i guess people the people the powers that be love uh careers that have lots of debt with it apparently lots of debt lawyer what's the other one teacher with a a lot of arduous work to put people in a system without a lot of money if you're gonna be a teacher in 2022 please make a course and
2: put it online don't be don't go don't work at a public school you're gonna make 12 grand a year
0: amen help help the kiddos out you know
2: fucking um what was i gonna say uh I don't know. I don't know. Something about a doctor. Uh, yeah, eighty-hour weeks. Being a lawyer is probably around the same shit. What you get? at
0: have a fun suit,
2: you know. You get to have a fun suit and never see your family. But hey, you make two hundred fifty grand a year. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter because you're spending three hundred and fifty grand a year. On what, dude? <laughs> On fucking bullshit vacations, like a house that you can't afford, two Teslas in the driveway. Well, Mr. Lawyer, it sounds like your books are unbalanced. And then you go home and like your wife's just disrespecting you, even though she spent the majority of the money and your kids like just don't even look at you nose deep in their iPads. And the only time you can like really just like get away from all your troubles is going back to work. But then there's that that cute receptionist there that like keeps giving you the eyes. But she's 27 and you're 48. And you're like, oh, no, I don't know if I should do this. But then you fucking do it. And then your wife finds out and she takes half this half the money that you, you worked for. So now your kids hate you. You have half the money. And on top of that, you got the receptionist pregnant. So now you have another kid to fucking raise. But she doesn't want to stay with you. She just wants the child support because she knows you got the money. But you don't have that much money. You know, 250 grand a year sounds like a lot until you're paying 50 grand a year in child support. Plus your wife took half of it and the house, and the cars, and the kids, and so you just fucking
0: kill yourself. What? Should have been a better father and have a better partner, eh? Should have gone to the gym. I don't know. Did you hear that Willie Nelson drop, dude? No, I I missed that one. I was listening to it, and I enjoyed it. Uh, There's 72 records, studio albums. Maybe, maybe not studio albums. That's a lot. He's friends with Frank Sinatra. He made a couple of Frank Sinatra tribute albums.
2: That's a lot. Uh, just you know, just scrolling through TMZ, see if there's any. The baby's fucking, like ruining the
0: little career he has left. I think I was I was thinking about the baby rather than little baby. Yeah, he's not getting any shows. Yeah, that's, he, that's
2: definitely what I was thinking about rather than the little baby. Yeah, he's literally just beating up whoever he sees. Oh, no, I don't do that. So, <laughs> uh... Yeah, I I wonder, I wonder what, what, what he's going through. Probably not the best.
0: I don't have a lot. I'm going through, like, Barons and CNBC and stuff. I'm a little tired dude I'm a little I, tired too I gotta go do some bullshit
2: dude uh, I've realized that I do not like concerts you have to, have to yeah. film a concert today. okay yeah. it, it's a it's it a, just is a subsidizer dude it's so far it Can't is so you. like what's his
0: name I run at dude I just ran
2: 10 miles this morning you ran 10 miles yeah dude it's a lot how long did that take probably a little over two hours i was doing well on my running but my ankles kill so much just can't when when that injury comes man it sucks yeah and i was like dude i'm gonna get to the bottom of this i literally went to the store and i was like yo get me shoes that will help my yeah but shin splints is like mostly like fucking ankle like shoe shit so i was like yeah you're uh you, not your calf, but your shin. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So I they were really like, okay, calf. you need this shoe with literally like <laughs> five feet of arch support. Yeah. So my it's fucking. It's all about the arch support, like yeah. And it helped for a month or so, but now they fucking hurt again. And
0: I'm just like, like, okay. Stretching Even when
2: like... I jump rope too, it hurts.
0: And it was really a running Stretch and don't do something for a while. Yoga, hella. I was getting. Calf I, was getting stretch. I was getting shredded. Probably half. Dude, I think I, I I've cut down a little bit on like strength, a tiny bit, uh, just 'cause I like running. Really, I got I I stay in
2: the gym, don't eat that much, but I fucking
0: I yeah, just get eat so bored now, dude. I just I, I played tennis for the first time. You ever played tennis before? Yeah, I'm not good. Tennis is dope. Very very it's like uh, mini basketball. Very very
2: a lot of running. It's like my physics, friend too. teaches tennis
0: to little kids i wouldn't do that (laughs) he likes it trying to that's a fun deal i'm gonna like there's a there's a cool netflix series called like coach or something where they have a series of coaches and one of them was serena williams coach Uh uh-huh i recommend that it's a fun nice little mental mental series thing you think serena williams is happy with will smith just like with will smith as a person (laughs) yeah because
2: like i don't know like, <laughs> like he won the oscar for that movie celebrating her father and he just kind of just like put a shadow
0: <laughs> over the whole thing oh that's funny i just just as a, you think serena S- williams is just proud of will smith as a person in general i'm sure she was before
2: i mean Bradley, i dude. was proud of will smith before i was i was like literally nobody hated that guy yeah that was a weird thing i wish that didn't happen me too <laughs> <sighs> Me that was too. was a
0: weird thing. Like even like the whole like Tupac like crying on red tape with things like all right, sure. That's Mr. A, a thing. Uh, Jim Carrey called Hollywood spineless
2: for giving him a standing ovation.
0: <laughs> shout out Carrey with it, dude. Carrey's real. He 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 d- did get a little deep into like ego stuff, which I kind of agree with, but it was kind of like the, the narrative and like lexicon that someone in like high school doing mushrooms would say at the time which you know it's ages on but who jim carrey yeah he was like he, he was like i agree but it is like i am not me i'm everything oh is so, that when he went on that interview he's he like none of yeah, this yeah. matters yeah which are you know the aspects of it i, I agree but there's kind of s- like it was like high school like drug lexicon yeah it was also um, like i was that was that was lame in my opinion
2: just because like He's fucking talking to a uh, a woman who's making way less money than no, him. No, I was thinking of
0: the, the where he was on two guys at a round table. Did I see that one? And and they were like really like movie nerds and they were like we're not about what he was saying at all. <laughs> and they're like anyways, dude, uh the mask. <laughs> Damn. All celebrities should just be silent like Able. Uh it, probably behooved him bill murray bill murray get it cancel for what apparently he's an asshole on
2: set oh uh, so as one of his movies was canceled aziz anzari can't catch a break he was
0: directing a movie with bill murray and it got like shut down for that reason was he the one making a movie about himself or that's another man no that's else? uh nicholas cage sure but yeah no nah, cancel dude, Bill, freaking, Murray, dude, Bill Murray dude that's Bill Murray once he like raped somebody but I don't think he did
2: yeah dude he's never fucking Cosby-ing anybody Cosby's out too <laughs> you're gonna fucking <laughs> no, cancel Bill Cosby Murray and
0: die? Is yeah he like out? yeah bro. oh I just crept. hello my left side doc.
2: Oh! yeah little Bill Cosby is walking is around the a bro? free man remember that
0: happened did he do time oh my
2: god so what happened was uh I guess so I'm gonna try to remember this there were two there were fucking two trials right and then the first trial, the prosecution was like, if you say this or if you admit to this or something, we won't use it against you. But then they used it against him in the second trial. It was like a pit what oh, it's no. Called. Yeah. They used it against him in the second trial. I saw the and that that sent him to jail. But then his lawyer was like, Yo, you said you wouldn't use this information against my client. And the judge was like, Oh shit, you right. So they pulled him out. Oh up. really?
0: Yeah. Dang. What if it's two separate cases? I feel like you could do that.
2: I don't know if it was two. I don't know
0: like the details, but it was like something mm-hmm. along those lines. Well, how much time did he do? <laughs> a couple months. Really? Yeah. Jesus, dude. And not even like bail. Just like a loophole. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a loophole. L O L. Hey, yo, it was bad, but yo, good lawyer. <laughs> wait a lawyer wait, i mean you bought the i mean there's your there's your you know your tuition there. <laughs> there's your fucking yo money wasn't he buy a you. famous one didn't he do like other people the lawyer uh i don't know i feel like he might have or she but i feel like there's a guy that did other famous people i wonder how much johnny depp's lawyers getting paid uh probably saw Mill or two.
2: Probably, oh, yeah oh. probably i saw johnny depp's friend was on the stand the old guy and they yeah and they've i guess they've been friends since they were kids and like his friend just like lived in a mansion yes. rent free and johnny depp let him hold 100 grand and the judge was like or i guess the prosecution was like um you were planning on paying johnny back and The guy was like nah like, <laughs> johnny's just a good friend like
0: <laughs> 100 grand is nothing to him i think that dude wasn't even childhood friend i think he like met him later on that's funny dude that's court, funny. Court is fun. Court is more fun.
2: More money, more problems. Sucks, more money, more problems. Johnny okay. Depp. I saw an interview with him when he was 24.
0: Good looking kid. Yeah. they look like Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah,
2: I think they're like the same age. Maybe Leo's younger.
0: They look kind of similar.
2: Leo DiCaprio is 47
0: johnny depp is who the heck okay i'm on my yahoo and this headline is about Takashi 69 mm-hmm. and it says watch rapper Takashi 69 get whacked at this winwood tequila bar and when i hear whacked i think of mobsters killing somebody he's not doing so well financially nah, he's he's gone that's that's one that lives in the past <laughs> fucking uh
2: j cole was right what, what, what were those lyrics? Oh god, I gotta read these lyrics. Okay. Good. I got I got I, I have to read these lyrics. Uh, let me see J. Cole. The 1985 lyrics. Let me see. Let me find it. One day, so here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh you getting that paper swimming in bitches, I don't blame you. You ain't thinking about the people that's looking like me and you. True, you got better shit to do. You could have bought a crib with all that bread that you done blew. I knew you think that type of revenue was never ending, but I want to take a minute just to tell you that that ain't true. One day, them kids that listening gonna grow up and get too old for that shit that made you blow up. Now your show's looking light because they ain't show up, which unfortunately means the money slow up. Now you scrambling and hoping to get hot again, but you forgot you only popped because you was riding trends. Now you old news and you going through regrets because you never bought that
0: house, but you got a Benz you know Germ- Jermaine, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> what album was that off of? was that the like concept album where he was doing like trap stuff uh kod yeah yeah are you sure that was about takashi or just like in general it was like I think it was in the general the vibe little... was like takashi little pump i think it was about little pump word but you yeah. know same thing. that was an interesting player. concept album like was it was, it was legit like it was like poking fun at like that whole thing you just said
2: yeah it was absolutely right. And now <laughs> J. Cole's still around. Probably will be. Get wrecked, nerds. Yeah, he was telling, because uh, I guess I guess he owes some baby mamas a lot of money. J. Cole? Judges judge is like, Takashi? Uh-huh. The judge was like, yo, uh, I know you have money because you're flashing in your videos. And he <laughs> was like, this is all fake, Your Honor. You're I really, literally have nothing.
0: You don't understand. That's, that's marketing. It makes people think a certain way. You should just oh. get into drop shipping. <laughs> the like something. <laughs> of something like the lawyer says. Hey, have you ever thought about e-commerce? Have you ever thought about YouTube automation? Have you thought about
2: getting a job? I'm done, dude. I'm too. I got to mentally prepare to stand at a concert for ten hours.
0: Thanks for listening and watching. Coming up right now is an interview with David Rodolitz of VCR Group, restaurateur, making a private dining club with NFT as an authentication method. Enjoy. Damn, they got to listen to this whole
2: thing before they get to the interview? (laughs) Yeah. I said so many bad words. (laughs) Bye. What if Gary's listening? (laughs)
0: NIP New, New, N- R- 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 That. I wasn't aware of how long of a of a <laughs> intro that was. To be honest, I that haven't. Was beautiful. It was very, you know, <clears> strong minute real. right there. It was. It, it was a long minute. It's very Phil Collins. I feel like I'm about to watch um like a inspirational like talk <laughs> or something. A movie from 2003. Yeah. Up, <laughs> everybody? Everybody.
2: <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to back, Rick and Bond. I'm sorry, we're just talking to each other. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rick and Bond. Free flowing in-depth conversation about whatever's appropriate at the time. We got a very, very, very special episode today. We have <laughs> restaurateur David Rodelitz of the NFT. Um, what's the word I want to use? Just NFT. paving the way, paving the Beautiful. way for this NFT business. Definitely. private dining club with NFTs. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a pioneer in the space. Such an such a pleasure to have someone like you on the show. Um, happy
0: to be here thank you CEO and of vcr group been oh. building restaurants for 20 years now yeah
1: 20 plus years that's right in the hospitality industry all in new york city or what
0: all in new york city primarily right on how, how did you you, you start out you said you started off with event building
1: uh, event planning. I mean, I've been entrepreneurial my whole life, you know, pizza delivery guy working at the local bowling alley when I was 13, just kind of always liked finding that way of, you know, putting in time and effort into something and, and getting, you know, a reward or, or compensation. I just like that interaction or relationship and, um, yeah, I was working from a young age and, um, when I went to college, I started an event planning company uh, at the University of Maryland and just planned a lot of different events and parties for the Greek life of the University of Maryland and built a good business there doing it um, and just continue to do that throughout college and then throughout the summers in New York City. And, you know, the the people that we knew um, all started to grow up and and get a little bit older in New York and, and worked for different companies and um, started to reach out for different you know, corporate events, social events, and and we built this event planning company called Impulse Productions that's been around since 2002. Um, Has some serious clients, Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies. I don't operate it day to day anymore, but um, Impulse was, you know, my first main business. Uh, And then, you know, that kind of segued into nightlife, marketing, promotions, owning and operating lounges, nightclubs, and bars. Um, just because I was very in tune with, you know, venues and vendors and uh, operating in in the New York, you know, Manhattan marketplace. Um, And then late 20s just felt like, you know, that kind of hit a wall and wasn't a sustainable business to, you know, uh, you know, continue to do as I approached my 30s and tried to have a a more uh, sustainable long term career and have a hopefully a, a, a strong and healthy, you know, marriage, you know, it just felt like nightlife wasn't the, the best course for that. And at a similar time met a, a very decorated chef named Alex Stupak, uh, who was looking to do his first solo restaurant. And we had a mutual friend that was looking to, um, you know, uh, get behind that and invest in that. And we formed MP own Group and I owned it and op- I co-founded and operated that for about eight and a half years. And, uh, you know, we have five stores, a couple under construction now, and I stepped away from the day-to-day a few years ago, and now I'm working on a bunch of other stuff and I have a couple of amazing partners, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Josh Capon, who's a very decorated chef, and then another decorated chef named Connor Hanlon. So we formed VCR Group, which is essentially just a modern-day hospitality company that looks to leverage media and technology. Um, in all facets of the food and beverage industry, and we formed that early last year, and it's been off to the races ever since. With a couple of different projects and Flyfish Club, and you know that's where we are now.
0: So, how how are you approaching the hospitality industry with VCR different than how it's kind of usually done? You said, I think I
1: think your slogan on there is is kind of integrating yeah, I mean, the future I said, technology it. with old. It's a beautiful industry, but it's a very challenging industry. It's very difficult to make money. Um, And most people in the space work really hard um, for a long amount of time. And uh, unfortunately, there's not usually a financial, you know, waterfall or reward at the end of all those years. So why is uh, it? You know i think the model is just broken and there hasn't been a correction in it you know occupancy generally is very high at least in the new york marketplace rents are very high real estate's very costly labor continues to go up minimum wage continues to go up um you know even this is before covid Mm -hmm. you know now with covid supply chain issues inflation the cost of everything is rising which is making all of your other operating costs and you know miscellaneous operating costs are are now going through the roof as well, which makes it even more challenging. But before COVID, it was a very difficult model, you know, before that, with with being being happy if you'd be able to squeeze out 10 to 15% or EBITDA. So we were looking at that and the 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 formation of VCR group with Gary, who's always been a close friend of mine and he's invested in a few of my projects before, but we never had a business partnership together. He always just supported me, but never on an actual, you know, we are going to build this thing together. And the, the premise was, you know, he's in, in our vision. He's the best in all things, marketing, branding, technology. He's on the forefront of, of all of that. Um, and myself and Josh and Connor are, are hospitality experts and operators and very charismatic and um, really enjoy you know creating social experiences. And we felt like you marry those two things together with someone that um, is is a, a serial entrepreneur and someone that really understands you know consumer behavior and how to leverage technology and what to do with media and social media and he's been on the forefront of of that for you know, the last, you know, uh, decade or two, you know, creates, uh, we believe a modern day hospitality company that has an advantage that is not just trading, you know, food and beverage, but, you know, food and beverage is obviously what people are going to enjoy and use. And that's a commodity that, that gets everybody to rally around us, but there'll always be something else that's taking place that allows us to hopefully monetize and find other ways to extract value for ourselves, our partners. Um, and everybody that's a part of our system. So you know, Flyfish Club was the first use case of it. It, it. It's gone tremendously well thus far. In March, Gary came over to my house and got very excited about NFTs and decided he was going to become the trailblazer of, of NFTs. And um, you know, I started writing out different ways that we could leverage this technology. When you think about what it is, it authenticates ownership in a in a seamless very quick way and it also allows you to sell or transfer ownership in a very efficient seamless way so when you just think about that that technology is remarkable it's not about for us it's not about a digital collectible or you know some of these things that people are getting a little confused about or you know i don't understand nfts or why is this you know pick you know pixelated picture worth a million dollars to us we're not, we're not debating that or talking about that. We're leveraging the technology of NFTs to authenticate ownership, to amplify in real life experiences, and a, and a dining club um, that is very much a real life thing. So leveraging technology to find a new way to monetize around the food and beverage industry. And that's allowed us to take a, a, a challenging business model, which is you know work really hard, you know, hopefully generate enough sales that is going to exceed your your restaurant expenses. And best case, you make 10, 15%. Um, and most of the time that doesn't happen, that leveraging NFTs has allowed us to create various levers to now financially monetize. Mm-hmm. So there's upfront sales, which was issuing the NFTs and minting them. Then there's the ongoing royalties, through the smart contract that is created by NFTs. And then there's restaurant EBITDA. So three different abilities to generate uh, revenue if your project is thoughtful and makes sense and you have a real plan and you're delivering value. Mm -hmm. Um, And we believe that that's gonna allow us to be more hospitable and less transactional because we have a little bit of a different advantage because we're not just you know relying on restaurant Ebada anymore so we could do certain things take on spaces that might have a little bit more rent pay people maybe more money or what they actually deserve rather than what we would like to pay them but we just can't afford it there's certain things that we now um you know give us a little bit more of an arsenal or toolbox to to hopefully come out and and swing big so um we came out with Flyfish fish club a couple months ago it was a tremendous you know, launch and so now
0: if people don't know what Flyfish Club is, I know you kind of just went into the super nitty gritty of it, but it's a, yeah. it's a private dining club with an NFT as the membership ownership.
1: That's right. It's it, it's a membership dining club uh, where your membership is purchased on the blockchain through an NFT, a non fungible token. the The big difference in our uh, project is that you own your membership in typical, traditional members' models, Soho House, Country Club, Casa Cipriani, Zero Bond, name it. You know, these are wonderful places, but you're essentially just renting a social experience. They create an environment. You pay. They vet you. Every year you go there, you have food and beverage minimums. You have a potential initiation fee. And then every year you have to run that back and do it again. Mm -hmm. In our case um there's no application process you buy this membership but you actually own this membership the nft authenticates the ownership converting essentially just an expense or a debt into an asset mm-hmm. you own it you do what you want with it enjoy the club which is what the intent of why we created this is all about utility Five fish club the entire backbone of it is utility. We hope everyone is going to use their tokens and be at this place. If not, the value of the project will be diminished. Um, and, you know, but if you're traveling or if you moved out of town and you don't want it anymore, um, you could sell it. You could lease it. Um, you know, you could do what you want with it because you own this this thing. Every year there's not a reoccurring fee um so it's just a complete um you know transformation of something that has been around for generations and we believe it's uh you know a lot of people are going to probably start to follow suit and try to do things in a similar fashion but it's a it's a dining club it's a it's, it's a member's dining club with celebrated chefs that are very good at their craft with, with, you know, a a group of operators from the New York area that are very charismatic, love social experiences, and are going to create what we believe will be the best dining club, but with an innovative model, financial model that aligns us with our token holders. So everybody's a part of it. We're creating a system and got an active discord and we're doing a ton of in real life events and Um, You know, I've been involved in a lot of different venues and products and brands for the last, you know, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I could say that in four months of Fly Fish Club, we've built more of a community and more of a brand than anything else I've ever been a part of, you know, by leveraging technology and just this excitement around, you know, uh, crypto, NFTs, people that are, you know, interested in learning, people that are, you know, rallying around the space um people that are in discord you know we we launched a merchandising page to our website yesterday yeah. and i mean we sold out of almost everything that we you know we made these custom kicks with this really uh you know awesome artist named live these nike awesome shoes you know that cost almost 500 a pair these really cool hoodies some hats and we almost and sold out everything all
0: the membership tokens are sold out right now yeah
1: So what we did was we released about 1,500 on the minting. The minting for people that don't know is essentially the process of converting a digital file into a digital asset. That's basically issuing the NFT. So when we did that, that was early January, and we sold about 1,500 uh, tokens, um, which sold out in about a minute. And we held back about 1,500 tokens um you know because as much as we're preaching that we want people to use our club we don't know where everybody lives we don't know if uh, if if their intent matches our intent and for some people that are you know into just nft buying or flipping or speculative investments which we're not preaching around um we needed a hedge against that Mm -hmm. so we have a similar amount that we have in our wallets that we control and every day from three months ago until the opening or post opening of fly fish club we're single-handedly selling one token two tokens a day to the right people that are in this area that we believe are value add that are um fun that are creative and that are going to make this place the best place that people are going to want to be at so we're we're creating we're going to create the environment. We're going to create the experience and make sure that there's, um, a collaborative environment of of people that you want to be around that all, add different things to the mix, whether that's, you know, philanthropists, artists, creators, entrepreneurs, um, athletes, musicians, uh, all of the above, we are going to make sure that, you know, this place, has a vibe and has a B and also is busy because if people don't use their token, you know, then the, the third lever that we have the restaurant making sure the restaurant, you know, is, is a good business. Mm -hmm. Um, If people aren't there, it won't be a good business. And that just devalues the entire system. Mm -hmm. So that's that's how we're thinking about it.
2: Will your members be able to like do other things like host events there or? You
1: know, yeah. Call? So our members, I mean, we're going to have a private dining room and our members will be able to use it. You know, right now, the way we're thinking about it is, you know, you won't be able to take over the entire space for a night because that really offsets the, the benefits to the rest of the community. But there's a lot of built in utility and things we're doing for our members that is more than just, you know, this restaurant, we produced two large scale in real life events already in the first hundred days in Miami. We rented out a yacht and took, you know, 60 token holders on an amazing day with epic food and, you know, just a really fun, you know, very thoughtful day of, uh, different experiences. We rented out one of the best restaurants in Miami that night and opened it up for 150 token holders, um, and did a really cool event at a, at a place called Macielina. um, In two weeks, we're going to be in Minneapolis during Gary's conference called VCon. We're popping up there, doing an event for a couple hundred token holders. Um, During the summer, we're doing a pop-up in the Hamptons. So we have a lot of in real life events. And then in between those in real life events, we have virtual and digital events. Every month, we do a cooking event where uh, Chef Capon and Chef Connor will teach our members um, how to cook. You know break it down into very simple steps we'll send out the ingredients we'll let them know where to get these things um we'll share the recipes and we cook along with 100 to 500 people a month and it's very interactive we're talking to them we're engaging with them we're teaching them so there's education there's entertainment there's fun we're doing a wine tasting with gary in a couple weeks where our members will be able to virtually come on with us again very in in a very interactive way We're shipping different wines to people. They get to taste along with us and learn from Gary. So it's digital events, physical events, an in-real-life club, and other forms of utility, collaborations, partnerships, merchandise. Um, We're looking to build a whole community and a whole brand around this. And yes, I'm sure the next question is we do plan on growing this. We plan on being in other like-minded, cool cities. But it all starts with executing New York first. And if we do our job well um, and and have the support of the community, we're going to go to some other awesome places and do the same thing.
0: But it does seem like you guys do travel around, even if New York right now is kind of your main base.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we definitely go to other markets and whatnot, but New York's our, our home base. We opened up a uh, omakase restaurant in Tribeca recently called Ito with one of the best sushi masters, Masa Ito and Kevin Kim. So New York is our home. We're all from New York. Um, but yeah, we, you know, there's some other great markets that have awesome food and beverage and we want to have exposure to that and do great things there. So we have plans to do that. Um, you know, we're talking to some great developers, but you know, we, we have to be realistic and it all starts with execution of the first flag club.
0: So what is the biggest obstacle right now? What What is the, the, uh,
1: I think the biggest obstacle that that we're experiencing, um not obstacle, but but most important decision, what is and was the real estate selection. Hmm. You know, this space has to be very special. It needs to match the um, excitement and innovation of the 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 project and our and our ethos. Um, it needs to be with one of the best developers in Manhattan. It needs to be of a certain scale. The building needs to be beautiful. Um, there's a lot of things that we really want and we're, uh, we've envisioned and we're very close to securing it and we're going to be excited to share that very soon. So I just think that the the magnitude of that decision is a very big one and we didn't want to compromise. Um, the community deserves something awesome and we're, you know, I don't know about, you know, we're very particular, you know, we've been doing this for a while and we want, we want a beautiful place. We want a beautiful building. We want it to be convenient. We want it to be special. We want people to feel like they're in the right place. And we'll do a lot of that through design and curating moments and great food and beverage and, and a team that's going to be hospitable and charming and nice. And, you know, we'll design all those touch points and do what we do. But the space still needs to be epic and special. And the bones need to be um, different and feel great. And we want people to to acknowledge that when they're there. So it's just been a very big decision. You know, we, we, we launched before having the real estate secured, and some people thought that was crazy, um, but we felt very confident in it. And, you know, we're confident in ourselves and we know that we're gonna deliver on this. So there was never any uh, debate or question or concern on, you know, are we going to take advantage or is this a rug pull? Like everybody talks about in the NFT land. There's, there's none of that. We're here, we're operating, we're looking at real estate every single day. Um, So we knew that we're going to deliver on, on our plans. And we think the people that are, you know, buying into this and and know us and know, you know, know how we operate and have followed our careers, know about our reputations and know about our brands and, and have seen that where, you know, transparent good guys that are, are going to deliver on our on our on our promises mm-hmm. when are you guys looking to open we're looking to open in the middle of 2023 nice. so you know 12 14 months from now
2: cool why why seafood specifically
1: you know we're gonna have a lot of different concepts in our hospitality career um you know myself josh connor we gravitate towards seafood we love it we just you know we we think right now there's just been a good rally behind you know seafood mediterranean greek people like eating clean people you know like sharing we just you know we we love the way it makes you feel we think it's a beautiful cuisine um you know everything from sourcing these products from different parts of the world to you know everything about it we're just we love seafood we love sushi um and we just felt like that was uh, a great first project for us and and the people that you know are are, are a part of fly fish cup we also believe that this is something that they're going to want so um, we're just passionate about it yeah how do get you get keep up on food trends go ahead, go ahead how do we keep up on food trends i mean yeah. how i feel, do you know
0: people I, like fish right yeah. now <laughs>
1: I leave that, listen, there's only so many ways to skin this cat and there's only so many different, you know, cuisines and concepts and, you know, talented chefs find ways to be creative and, you know, take different things that they've seen through their travels and their careers and, you know, manipulate them and and do different things and, you know, to create newer forms of that. But, you know, there's only 10, 12 different cuisines, but there's how many different restaurants in the world? So you have to find... You know your niche and your perspective of of what you're creating. So you know Josh and Connor are are just awesome chefs, and you know they they study this. They've been in it for you know their entire lives. So you know I'm trusting that my partners are gonna you know nail what they do. Uh, but, but you know, remember. like anything though, you watch trends, sure. you watch what's going well um merge that with your own passions and and things that you're into and then you know find your own interpretation of it
0: i have to get the chefs on the pod to talk about food travels
1: would love would love to would love to are you a fan of in and out burger (laughs) anybody that's not a fan of in and out burger is not someone that i think is Smart. <laughs> I, exactly. I think In and Out Burger is one of the best restaurants in the country. I think their business model is unbelievable. Which is what? Uh,
0: Cheap food and low menu.
1: You know, it, it's a quality product. It's a yeah. simple menu. that execute at a high level. It's extremely efficient. It's just you know, we were in Vegas a few weeks ago, um and yeah, I mean, you, you hit it when you land. You hit it when you know before you're taking off. It just You know, they do what they do and they do it very well. And it's kind of hard to not appreciate that level of execution. You know, things don't have to be fine dining or expensive dining for them to be good. They just have to be executed well. And that can be done at any price point with any cuisine and any concept. So they just, I think that they're the best, you know, and obviously there's a Chick-fil-A and there's other great concepts that are, you know, um, more fast casual or, you know, uh, QSR, and, um, you know, uh, I think In-N-Out Burger, just, you know, double-double animal style, you you know, it's really hard to to not love every single bite. So, yeah, I'm a big fan.
2: I don't think I could live in New York specifically because there's no In-N-Out. I I respect that.
1: (laughs) I respect that a lot. I mean, I I wish they would come this way, but I I don't think that that's happening anytime soon. You could do a a mock New York In-N-Out
0: pop-up. Maybe because like, you know capon
1: like, is a is a is a burger champion he's won the burger badge seven times he's very passionate about burgers and meat same as connor so i do think that there'll be you know some burger concept in our future yeah um but again there's only there's only one in and out burger you know and they do what they do and uh we'll find our own spin
0: are you guys envisioning I'm thinking of trading cards, right? And looking at your pictures in the back trading cards. And then you have a bunch of trading cards of like all the 10 to 12 cuisines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, listen, it's, we do what we do because we love food and beverage. Yep. You know, I think every restaurant or operator would love to have a portfolio of, you know, complementary concepts and products that um, are enjoyable and you could keep your community excited you know, so they don't have to keep going to other different people's restaurants. But yeah. if you had a portfolio of, of complimentary products and you just keep them within your network, yeah. you can provide endless hospitality and just keep them in your system. Mm. I think that that's very smart. Um, you could always cater to them. Yeah. And and we love eating all types of food. So why wouldn't we want to have an awesome Italian restaurant, an American restaurant and a Japanese restaurant. And, you know, we, we have big ambitions to, you know, cross all, all concepts,
0: a restaurant moat, community built restaurant moat.
1: That's right. right on.
0: Um, you got a top two book recommendations,
1: top two book recommendations. You know, I don't, I don't read a lot of books. Um, you know, I, I'm going to confidently say, and I'm not just saying this, he's my partner, but you know, all of Gary's books, I'm a consumer of Gary's content. So I, I've read all of them. Um, so I would say you pick up any one of, of Gary's, you know, New York times, bestselling books. I think that those always hit home, you know, I'm into podcasts more. Um, so, you know, I, I love Tim Ferriss. I, you know, again, I absorb all Gary's content and it resonates with me. Um, just, I really don't have time to, to sit and read books. I wish I did. Um, you know, so I consume content in other ways. Right on. Um,
0: parting words for anybody words of wisdom. What would you do if you were, what would you say to your 20 year old self now, perhaps? I don't know. Uh,
1: I I think, I, I think I'm, I'm learning, uh, about patience now, you know, I'm 41, uh, 40 to 41 was a transformational year for me. And I think I'm just starting to, um, get in a moment that I'm, um, starting to operate at the level that I, want to or thought that i could and i i think patience is important like obviously you always want things quickly um but i'm first starting to get into my element and i think patience is an important an important aspect and um you know all the things that that bring you to where you are are all part of that journey so enjoy that process um you know and and don't you don't look back and be down on things like it's all a part of you know, where you are and what makes you who you are now. So, you know, use it, learn from it, go forward, um, but have a lot of patience.
0: Amazing, man. Anything we can do to help anybody, anything the uh, audience can do to help out in any way?
1: Uh, get involved in the Fly Fish Club. You know, I, I think we're doing Discord, do, right? Yeah, get, in, get involved in the Discord. Follow us on our Instagram, on our Twitter. I think we're, we're thinking about things in a, in a thoughtful way and in a different way. I think the industry um, needs some innovation. I think it's a very challenging industry, and it's comprised of really talented and you know uh, beautiful people that really care about what they do. and And just unfortunately, it's been hard on the industry, and hard on operators, and hard on chefs, and hard on op- you know managers and the whole system. It's just been it's been challenging. So I think some innovation around it is helpful. Um, you know, learn about what we're doing and hopefully get involved in it. Follow k content. He's producing a ton of, you know, free content on his Instagram. You know, that's a big part of VCR group is delivering, you know, this content and teaching people how to cook and, you know, try to make it not intimidating. So that's at Chef k uh, on Instagram. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think that that's it. Just, you know, try to try to get along our journey in some way, shape or form. You don't have to buy a token, but you know, take a minute to see what we're doing and, uh, you know, reach out, you know, send us an email. We'll do our best to get back to you. And, uh, and yeah, we appreciate all the support. Awesome.
2: Cool. Thank you so much for your time. It was, I yeah,
1: appreciate, uh, you guys having me. Thanks
0: again, David Rodolitz, VCR group, fly fish club, which is a
1: little hard to say off the tongue. Fly fish Club. <laughs> appreciate fly it. Club. Thanks guys. Take
2: care.